Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode 23 of the Imperial Hearts podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Dana. And this week we are going to talk about a variety of topics, including Star Wars comics, yep. our predictions for season three of Rebels, and um, toys, and X-Wing, and... Yeah, all the other news from this week. There's been a lot of news this week, so we're going to cover all the news from the week. All right. Um, is there something you want to start yeah, I wanted to recap the last couple of days of the con, because last week um, we had, uh, on last week's episode, it was Friday night, and I had been to two days of Fan Expo, and I was going to go back the next day with uh, Suzanne and do my Ray and Kylo Ren cosplay. And uh, for those of you who listen on iTunes or through another app, you may not check our website, but I did post a um, Fan Expo recap on uh, our website. That's at imperialhearts.com. Yep, which has a whole bunch of pictures and a little description of all the things we did at the con. And so Saturday, Suzanne and I dressed up as Ray and Lady Kylo Ren, and it was so much fun. We had tons of fun, and uh, it's always super fun cosplaying because... Um, Were you, like, in character? Suzanne was a little bit. Suzanne, I, it seems like yeah. when I looked at your pictures, it looked like you were both in character. Uh, we didn't really do too much of a thing, although Suzanne did like yell at people to come over to her booth a little bit, which sometimes <laughs> sometimes people didn't really get that she was in character and they were a little thrown off by it, but it was pretty funny. Uh, so she... Um, <laughs> and people, sometimes people would come up and like insult her, you know, like on purpose, like... You know, I hear you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader or whatever, and she would, like, pretend to flip the table and, you know, like, get, get mad at them. And uh, That's pretty good. We, we did duel a couple times with our lightsabers, because we each had a lightsaber, and so it was a lot of fun, and, uh, yeah, it's always fun to see all the other people who dressed up as the same characters. Like, Rey and Kylo are, were relatively popular characters this year uh, in terms of cosplay so we did see a fair amount of rays especially yeah and uh we did go and visit the 501st legion booth which was a lot of fun because uh they had a lot of stormtroopers and there was a phasma that was really good i didn't actually post any pictures of phasma on my um on my post, but there was a really great Phasma, and there were a whole bunch of TIE fighter pilots, including a whole squadron from the 181st. That's cool. I know, with the, like, blood stripes on the uniform, so it was, that was pretty cool, and so there's a couple of pictures of me looking like I'm with Mickey Mouse at Disney World <laughs> with these, these TIE fighter pilots, because, uh, I was so excited and so shy, I was so shy about it that Suzanne literally had to push me she had to like take my stuff put it on the ground and be like no just just go and get the picture they're they're happy to take a picture with you so the people inside of like the stormtrooper stormtroopers are terrified like anyone wearing a helmet yeah do do they talk um not really can they even talk i think yeah they can Uh, does it sound like in the movies where it's like through like a no they like no but they're just kind of muffled. They're they're sort of hard to understand, so they don't really talk that much. They just communicate with like thumbs up and. What stuff. about when there's a Vader? Do the does Vader do like the like for the five hundred first? Do the Vaders have like a breathing? No, 
No, they don't have the 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 respirator. But there was a Vader. Uh, I didn't hear him talking, so I don't know. But yeah, the, you, you can talk to them, but it's definitely hard. I think it's sort of hard for them to hear you, and it's sort of hard for them to talk back. So mostly they communicate with body language. Cool. Um, it, but it was really fun, and I couldn't believe... I think part of what makes... It's like the helmets are surprisingly intimidating. You can't you can't see their faces, so... Yeah, and I, I was sort of legit starstruck by these... Uh, even though I know they're not real TIE Fighter pilots, obviously... But it was uh, it was ridiculous. So it was still it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, we saw lots of great cosplay of all stripes, and took lots of pictures, and missed a lot of people, unfortunately, that we know who we didn't uh, get to see. But next time, and uh, yeah, can't wait till the next time there's a con, and I'm gonna cosplay some more. I just haven't decided what kind of costume to do yet. Cool. I think I'm going to start... I'm going to invest in a costume fairly soon. That would be awesome. I won't reveal what it is, though. Mm. Not a Sedona Thano. <clears throat> oh, I wanted... Speaking of Sedona Thano and M.E., our, yeah. our favorite Mazcanada droid, I watched The Force Awakens last weekend, and I saw Sedona Thano for the first time. Like, I registered him, because I, <laughs> I hadn't seen the movie since you had sort of pointed out that character. Yeah. And I also saw a bunch of Emmy in the background of all those Mass Kanata scenes, so that was really fun. That's cool. Yeah. And we noticed how many uh, stormtroopers and pilots and officers are in pairs in the background of all the Force Order scenes. So your buddy system yeah. theory is... Uh, it's like canon confirmed. Have we ever talked about that on the podcast? The buddy system thing that you came up with? I don't know. I don't know if we... I think we might have just alluded to it. You can talk about it a little bit if you want. Yeah. So I have this whole headcanon about the First Order buddy system because in the scene in The Force Awakens when uh, Finn and Rey are being shot at by the Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters, you know, his first instinct is to grab her hand and run together. And, you know, he's scared, so he, he wants to be close to her or whatever. But, okay, think about it. So this this guy... He's raised as a stormtrooper from birth. He's got all his weird sort of stormtrooper quirks. Why would his first instinct be to grab his companion's hand and run together? Because he's been trained to do it. That's why. With the First Order buddy system. Are you lost in a smoke cloud? Don't forget your buddy's hand. Are you, you know, don't forget your buddy. And so all the stormtroopers and the pilots and the officers... They've all got a designated buddy, and your job is to, you know, watch out for them. And if you're going to get lost and separated, hold his hand. Who's Finn's buddy? Is it the guy who dies? Slip? Yeah, no. Finn's buddy was Slip, for sure. Yeah. Finn's buddy was Slip. And uh, Slip died. He needed a new buddy. And his instinct... His new buddy was Ray. His new buddy was Ray. And Poe. And Poe. His his first new buddy was Poe. And then he thought Poe died. So then his new buddy was Ray, and he had to grab her hand, and she was like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, that's just what you do. Yeah, that's normal. You run together. And that's why the Special Forces TIE Fighter has two, the most elite of the TIE Fighter pilots come in pairs. They probably also have to hold hands. 
Because why wouldn't you have to hold hands? They have to, you know, practice holding hands sometimes. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, if you, if you watch that movie, pay attention in all the First Order scenes. You'll actually see that squadrons of two are very common. You'll notice. I think that makes sense. It stands, it stands up. So, I want to tackle a few other, like, small news items okay. from this week. So, um, Fantasy Flight released some news on... They released an article about their new X-Wing ships. Mm. And one of them is um, Ray and Finn's... Like, Ray is one of the new pilots oh, yeah. for the Millennium Falcon. And there's a Finn crew card that, like, synchronizes with her. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I don't know. It's just really cute that they put them... They, like made their cards work together yeah their abilities sort of um like the fin card is basically useless without ray yeah they buff each other they buff each other which is cool Mm -hmm. um that yeah that set looks really cool um i also wanted to tell you this is like a little this is one of my little gifts for you okay so the wave nine is shipped so they (sighs) will be in stores soon how soon like within the month probably they're shipping to stores now Cool. So, but that doesn't include the Heroes of the Resistance. So you'll be oh. able, you'll be able to get your your first order, your special forces. It's oh, exciting. It's kind of a blessing in disguise. So you won't have to spend all your money at once. Right. I can get the first order Tie Fighter first. Yeah. And then you can play the X Wings for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then we can switch. I might get Nora. Cause oh, that would be cool. She's going to be shipping too. Cool. So, yeah. Speaking of gifts on the podcast, yeah, I have gifts for you today on the podcast. You mentioned that, yeah, because I, uh, as part of our Star Wars week, I bought um, Force Awakens Tupperware <laughs> <laughs> on sale for four dollars at No Frills. Um, yeah, Force Awakens Tupperware. It's got. Um, Kylo Ren and Ray. I'm really excited about yeah, this. Yeah, so I, I bought you a set Thank you. of Tupperware, and uh, hold on and let me go get it. <laughs> we should keep all the packaging noises in. Whoa, it's so cool. Yeah, on the, on the package there's a Kylo Ren and some Stormtroopers, some TIE Fighters. I'll have to do a little, I'll have to do an unboxing video of this <laughs> this week. That would be amazing. (laughs) So stay tuned to our YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing an unboxing of... Actually, I might wait till I get my new camera in the mail. Right. So glad. So I'll do a high def... Glad lunch lunch variety pack. Glad lunch variety pack. Unboxing. Includes two medium squares, two mini rounds... And three small rectangles <laughs> featuring favorite characters like Kylo Ren, Stormtrooper 1, Stormtrooper 2. <laughs> There's some uh, riveting content from Imperial Hearts. These are adorable. Yeah, they are actually pretty adorable. So I, I kind of love them. I'm like all over this. I know. I just want, like, all the mundane items in my house to be Star Wars themed. Well, remember you were making fun of that that, that guy on Craigslist who had the X-Wing knives? Holy shit. <laughs> X-Wing knife set? X-Wing knife set. And then... And it's like... And no, no, it's not even a knife set. It's like a knife rack. So that when you put your knives into the knife rack, it looks like 
an each, X-wing. It looks like an X-wing because the knives like form the wings. Yeah, I think it came with the knives too, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. But it's just—it's the most ridiculous piece of merchandise I've ever I think seen. The, no, the best part of that Craigslist ad, though, the guy was selling his X-wing knife set. The best part was that he was selling it because he already had one. Somebody gave it to him as a gift, <laughs> and he was selling the duplicate one. So. Yeah. They, this Whoever knew this person, they knew him well enough to know that he would really want an X-Wing knife set. I think the text was like, selling because I already had one. Yeah. Got as a gift. Perfect <laughs> yeah. condition. I already had one. Like, so yeah, you, you could also get the X-Wing Fairly specific. Knife set. Okay. So I have another gift for you. Oh, wow. Which you don't know about. It's and not just Tupperware? No, it's not just Tupperware. It's uh, For not- a second there, I thought it might just be Tupperware. Well, it's a fair assumption. It's a pretty good gift. It's a pretty solid gift. Uh, but it's kind of a... <laughs> we should do a giveaway on the podcast. <laughs> what if? <laughs> of the Tupperware set? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, no. Um, of, no, people probably don't want our Tupperware. Well, not our used Tupperware. We get them a new set. Mm. So it's like copy of Lost Stars, copy of Darth Vader Volume 1. Yeah. Force Awakens Tupperware. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Um, okay, so it kind of comes in a match set with something I got. It's not super practical, but hold on a sec. I have no idea what this is going to be. No. Some more packaging noises. Whoa, it's a, pe- it's a print of something. It is. There's one for me and one for you. Oh, it's a Stormtrooper print to go with your TIE fighter pilot print. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. It is pretty good. So I got... There was this guy in Artist Alley selling Damn. a lot of Star Wars art, and he was uh, advertising his TIE Fighter print, which I obviously had to buy because uh, I I bought a lot of ship-themed stuff um, at the con because what I discovered was that not a lot of people have TIE Fighter pilot feelings. Not, thank, thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Very um, nice. Not, not enough people have feelings about TIE Fighter pilots to warrant people making merchandise for them. So I didn't find very much. So as soon as I saw this print, I obviously had to buy it. And then he was selling other ones, and I was like, oh, I should get Dana a Stormtrooper one to go with. So That's cool. You can put it up somewhere. Near. I need more stuff on my walls, yeah. yeah I, I think I might put it next to my shelf of X-Wing miniatures. That would make sense. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do with mine. Like, what... What the heck am I going to put this TIE Fighter Pilot print up in my house? But <laughs> it's adorable. I'm going to make up like a whole story for him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be like a, a character. An OC? Yeah. Well, obviously. Cause they're, I other, just wanted to say OC. <laughs> I think it's a funny term. He's my Mary Sue OC yeah. TIE Fighter Pilot. He, well, I mean, next to Suntir Fell, nobody looks like a Mary Sue, so it doesn't matter. Suntir Fell is the ultimate... But I don't Human. think I don't think this is Sundir Fell. He doesn't. Look he like, doesn't have the red stripes. <laughs> no, and he he doesn't have the right physique. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Just clearly not Sundir Fell. Sundir Fell is a peak specimen. Mm-hmm. This guy's just like kind of a regular dude. Yeah, he's probably he's probably a perfectly nice guy. He's probably yeah. He's a he's probably fine. He's perfectly fine. He's, he's fine. He's just not. You know, he's not quite as hot as Sundir Fell. That's fine though. It's fine. Perfectly nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's one one little bit of 
um, Fantasy Flight news on top of the X-Wing news, there's mm. a bit of news. There was an article released, I think today, about um, their new dice game, right. Star Wars Destiny. And it actually looks pretty fun. I'm actually I'm probably going to buy the starter set. So what is that for our listeners? The Star Wars Destiny dice game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new game that's coming out in Q1, I think, of 2017. And you collect it's like magic the gathering or something it's like a collectible card game except for you collect cards and dice Hmm. so like the dice have little character portraits on it and different illustrations on different sides and you roll the dice to see what happens you like battle each other kind of thing you battle each other yeah so but it's like characters from all different eras of star wars so it's like your imaginary, like, what if Kylo Ren right. fought Commander Cody? <laughs> right, who would win kind of thing. Yeah, it's like one of those, but you can, like, build a little team. Right. And um, there's two starter packs. There's a Kylo starter pack and a Ray starter pack. Cool. And the Ray one comes with BB-8 and Finn, and the Kylo one comes with a Stormtrooper and a TIE Fighter. Cool. Oh, don't you also have some more news about... But that's... Yeah, I haven't, that's not my okay. news. My okay. news My news is what they announced about this. Right. Which is that one of the characters is General Veers. <laughs> oh, man. We, we should tweet at Veers Watch about this. This is that. one of the few pieces of modern media that includes General Veers as a character. Amazing. Yeah. We were just saying before the podcast that we kind of feel like we're stealing this poor person's joke because it's so funny that we've sort of adopted we need our own character to like i know to like be on the watch for but now that they've sort of tipped me off to this veers thing now i'm looking for veers everywhere no because we had our own veers joke before that which was the wikipedia that's true the wikipedia joke yeah 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 like veers's wikipedia articles written by veers because he's so amazing in that article yeah it's so funny and yeah i think that's probably one of the reasons that that twitter feed sort of twig to us because Veers was already funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I have one other, this isn't really a piece of news, but Mm. um, episode two of Go Rogue came out today. Yeah, I watched it. I did too, yeah. And I actually, I'm I'm curious, like, what this tells us about the actual movie. Mm -hmm. I was wondering about that too. Yeah, because I'm like, how much of this is accurate to the movie, and how much is it is made up? Yeah, I mean, I assume it's mostly made up. I think it's mostly made up, but I think we will see... I think K2SO... I, I think... So here's my theory. We don't... Okay. See, in in the scenes in all the trailers, we don't see K2SO before Jetta. Hmm. So I think that there might be a rebel base on Jetta where they pick him up. Because hmm. he's like Cassian's friend, right? Yeah. And he's been around with Cassian for a while. But mm-hmm. you don't see him when they get in the ship. In the, they don't, you don't see him when they get in the U-Wing. Yeah. And you don't really... You don't... It's not implied that he's on the base like when... when yeah, Jean he's not like, like around the base, yeah. right? Hmm. So I think that they go to Jetta where they already have a rebel base. And maybe like, maybe Saw Gerrera's there. And maybe, maybe like, I don't know, maybe... Um, 
wonder Chirrut and Baze, maybe they're already rebels. Yeah, I wonder. And they're, like, all there. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe they join them, but, like, I'm just wondering, because, like, I think in my head what happens is, like, they find Jin, they get launched on that mission together, but it starts out with just Cassian and Jin. Mm-hmm. Then they pick up K2 from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But we know they're already friends, so it can't yeah. it can't be like pick him up yeah. somewhere random. It has to be basically pick him up at a base. And then I think they get Chirrut and Baze. Mm-hmm. And then I think later in the movie they get Bodhi somehow. Yeah. Well, I think he defects from the Empire like during the movie. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then they're going to have to get C2B5. That's a, Yeah, I think later in the movie C2B5 yeah. is going to become a... Well, as soon as they I, announced... I think C2B5 is going to have the plans inside of, of them. That would be cool. As soon yeah. as they announced that one of the first wave of Funko Pops was going to be C2, obviously that character is kind of a, you know, going to be a big enough deal. And they made a big deal about him on the Star Wars show yeah. and, like, other Star Wars media. They talked yeah. about him. There's a ton of toys of C2. Yeah, and they also... Um, we posted this in the show notes of last episode, but it wasn't out yet when we recorded... They posted a bunch of the um, exclusive, the store exclusive uh, Funkos. Yeah, they posted all of them. Yeah, they have like... I, a, I linked to the full article. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they have a, a Jin with her hood. They have a Jin in her Imperial disguise, which is a Target exclusive. They don't have Targets in Canada, so... Not anymore, they <laughs> Not anymore, they don't. So we'll have to get it online, because uh, I really want that one. There's a really good YouTube documentary about... Target going bankrupt in Canada. Really? That I will link in the description. Cool. It sounds really, interesting. It's really interesting. Hmm. There's this guy that does videos about, this is like not Star Wars related, but he does videos about abandoned places. Oh, cool. And one of the ones he did was like a Target in Canada. And hmm. like all these abandoned Targets in Canada. Whoa. Yeah, cool. it's pretty interesting. Um, I have one more thing uh, branching off from Rogue One, and that is... It's TIFF this weekend, which is the Toronto mm. International Film Festival. Uh-oh. And uh, it's it's Star Wars related in the sense that it's Star Wars actor related. So uh, me and Suzanne... It's waifu related. <laughs> oh, no. No, don't make it weird. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that me? Have I, have I become death? The destroyer of worlds? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh. oh, sorry. I needed a moment there. I'm uh, having a ha- having some shame. Uh, um. Having a felicity moment. Uh, yeah. So, Suzanne and I have tickets to see Felicity Jones' movie, uh, A Monster Calls. I mean, she's not the star of it. She's, mm, yeah, she's she in is. It. <laughs> sorry, she's not the monster. And the um, monster is inside of us. Yeah. And uh, uh, Adam Driver's new movie, Patterson. Uh, so, What's that about? Um, a bus driver who is also a poet in a small town in New Jersey. It'd be funny to pretend that it's Kylo's movie. Well, okay. And that so- <laughs> Kylo's playing that. He's like, okay, I wrote this script. I really want to film it. Okay, actually, here's a really funny like extra extra tie in here for you and all you listeners at home. So, um, it's relevant, actually, (laughs) 
Okay. So, I fan cast... Like, we, we, like, write stories, and then we, like, fan cast them with, like, actors or whatever. Like, you imagine an actor could play the characters, right? So, mm. I had fan casts for this Force Awakens fanfic that I wrote. It's basically, it's Force Awakens fanfic about TIE Fighter pilots, right? We've talked about it. Yeah. Um, Sundir Fell's daughter, Jagged Fell. Yeah. So... Jagged Fell is a canon character. We just... Yeah, yeah. We just, we just changed the gender. Yeah. So... And I, everything about the character. I yeah, I fan cast Jagged Fell, and has uh, oh, I can't even. I would not be able to begin to pronounce her name. I think you showed me a picture. Of yeah, her. yeah, she's cute. She's playing Adam Driver's live-in girlfriend in Patterson. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so Jagged Fell, <laughs> Jagged Fell, and Kylo Ren uh, hook up, and it's an a it's a modern AU. Damn. Um. So. <laughs> That's well, pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, Kylo Ren made this movie, and he <laughs> needed a girlfriend, so he hired Jagged like, Fell. Jagged, get over here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. She's hot. It was like, it's good. Yeah, you know, it's good. make this movie. I'm going to be really calm in this movie. I'm a poet. I drive a bus. <laughs> I can really picture it. Yeah. So you know, like everyone's humoring him. Yeah, and it's just like Jagged's the only one who's like also like kind of yeah. into it. Yeah, she's, she's not afraid of Kylo she's, Ren. Yeah, she's done for anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like it. So, um, yeah, anyway, so Fuck, uh, what is this podcast? <laughs> we're going to see this movie on on Monday, and I I am semi ashamed to admit, like I didn't even want to see a monster calls because it's going to be sad. And it's about a kid who is sad because his mother is dying. And, um, the only reason I was convinced to see this movie is because Suzanne convinced me that there was a not impossible chance that Felicity Jones would be at TIFF. And then today, the, today I found out that Felicity Jones is at TIFF. So, um, I don't even know what to do with that information because, like, I, there's nothing I can do about that information. She's probably in the city right now. I know that. She's, like really close to us i know that she's breathing the same air <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what i don't even know what i'm doing right now i no, yeah i don't even know yeah felicity jones is definitely waifu yeah she's I, she's something else i don't know i don't know what's wrong with me i've got it so bad and it makes no sense she's pretty cute i know but yeah uh, anyway, so we're going to see this movie on Sunday. Yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, have fun. She's not going to be there. Obviously, well, what if she is? No, no, she's well, not. What if she's there? I don't know. What if she's like wearing a cute jacket? <laughs> Maybe a remember. scarf. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> you'll be dead. I'll be dead. <laughs> so. All right. <laughs> anyway. Sounds like a good week lined up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. So, uh, as you know, season three of Rebels comes out in two weeks. And uh, they released a new clip this week and a new clip last week, which we didn't talk about uh, on last week's episode because we didn't have time. But we're going to talk about it today. It was called Enter Thrawn. And then today's clip was called Mind Tricks. Yeah. So there's a lot. I think by 
like we've been watching all of the clips together and sort of coming up with some predictions on what we think the first few episodes are going to look like. Mm-hmm. So that's mostly what this discussion is going to be, is what our predictions are for season three. Yeah. And we'll put links to all the new clips in the show notes so you can uh, watch them for yourself as well. Yeah. And I think uh, to start off with, I think our first episode we're going to see, it's going to be the, I think this is confirmed, it's going to be a Hondo jailbreak episode. Mm -hmm. And I predict that we're going to have that episode and the um, stealing the Y-Wings from Reclam Station as a two-parter. Yeah, that makes sense, because uh, we see Hondo, probably in exchange for breaking him out of prison, give give them yeah, I think, the location of Reclam Station. I mean, that's probably why they break him out of prison. Yeah, if that makes sense. Because he's not, <laughs> yeah. he's not really their friend, you know? Um, so I think that's... Yeah, so we're going to see, like, an opening action sequence, which we've seen clips from already. I think that's going to be a big part of episode one. Um, and we're seeing how dark Ezra's gone as mm-hmm. a part of that sequence, which we can sort of talk about this week's clip. Mm-hmm. You want to talk oh, about Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant eventually. Yeah. So yeah. This, this week's trick... Uh, this week's clip, trick. Which was is a trick. Um, we see Ezra shooting at stormtroopers with Hondo and Sabine and Zeb and uh, they're facing down against an ATST uh, walker who's shooting at them and we see Ezra using the force to mind control the ATST pilot like literally control his body and have him he turns on his stormtrooper contingent and shoots them all um, and yeah. we see Ezra mimicking his actions to you know uh, turn the ATST and pull down on the trigger and shoot the stormtroopers, which is kind of a big deal because I feel like unless there's stuff in Clone Wars that we haven't seen yet, we don't really see that kind of level of physical mind control. In it's the Star Wars I mean, universe. it's it might not be mind control; it might be puppetry. You know, yeah, it might yeah, be like yeah. blood bending. Yeah, exactly. He's um, controlling his body. We don't necessarily know, but that. it might. I think it's probably his mind because that's more of a Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's sort of a, a a natural extension of Ezra's ability to do that with animals, which we yeah, have seen we have seen that throughout the season, so or the the series. So uh, either way, that's kind of a dark turn for Ezra. It's uh, yeah. It's definitely one thing. As you know, they murder a lot of people in this show. Uh, in, you know, including stormtroopers and ATSD pilots. But there's something particularly dark about controlling a man's body and making him kill his own comrades. Like that. That's sort of a level of uh, force fuckery that uh, they haven't really done yet. So it's clearly. Um, you know, one of the illustrations that we're getting about Ezra's struggle with the dark side in this season, which is obviously being poised to be one of the main conflicts within the team, yeah, is uh, him being torn between sort of Kanan and Maul, Sith and Jedi, dark side light, trying to find a, a balance because he's so motivated to uh, save and protect his friends that he's willing to sort of uh, uh, ends justify the means kind of uh, tactics, which Kanan has been increasingly concerned about, and uh, Maul is really encouraging him to go for. So, yeah, I think it's going to be 
I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with this season. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, as we've talked about before, like, it's... you got to imagine where this season ends. And it's like, is this going to be the last season? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to hook up to Rogue One at all? Yeah. Um, I think they've kind of hinted that there's going to be some sort of Rogue One hookup. Yeah. Whether it's like crossover or mentions, um, I'm not really sure, but my theory is that we're going to get some direct crossover. And I think what I would like to see is that, um, like the midpoint of this season, which would be around November, mm-hmm. um, we'll hook up with Rogue One and then I. Th- Maybe, like, the second half of the season will be, like, you know, during Rogue One or during A New Hope. Yeah, that would be really cool. I don't think the time is right for it, though. I think I think that we're still, like, a few years... It seems like we're still a few years before Rogue One. It's so... It's so... Um hard to say where the timeline is and it is really ambiguous and we have done a time jump and uh pablo's tweeted about it though yeah where he says like this is about you know ezra's the the story starts about five years before a new hope and ezra starts at like 15 and he's about 18 now yeah so i feel like there's at least two years yeah, I I mean I I don't remember. I remember the uh, I don't know if it's that specific. Ezra's approximate age, but I don't um I don't remember the 5 years tweet specifically. So I I don't mm, Yeah, I, don't, I might not I might be making that up. I mm-hmm. don't it's it, very ambiguous as to how close the timelines are going to match up. We have talked about before that Dave Filoni said that they were making an effort to hook up with Rogue One in terms of the costume design and yeah, yeah. you know other details. Yeah. So we know and we um you know, there was that episode where they found where the Death Star was being constructed, but it was an abandoned uh the site was abandoned. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And um, for sure. So we d- I don't think we know where it is right now still under construction. I mean it's a fully operational by the end of Rogue One. Because it's used in the first couple of hours yeah, yeah, exactly. of the New Hope, so it's uh, pretty much finished at this point. I, I, yeah, so I think from a marketing perspective, it would be really smart to hook them up directly. Yeah, but whether that means they'll be in the same timeline or just whether there will be some um, long-range effects yeah. of what happens in Rebels that inform what happens in Rogue One, mm-hmm. I think that would be really smart. Or even just like. A crossover characters like Saw Gerrera or, yeah. you know, someone like that. So I wanted to uh, ask you to predict, do you think, what do you think the, uh, do you think there will be Rebels characters in Rogue One or Rogue One characters in Rebels? And who do you think they'll be? I think we won't get Rebels characters in Rogue One, but I think we will get, we might get a mention, mm. you know, like we might get a mention of um, the ghost. Or, like, you know, like, their squadron or something. Um, But I think uh, we will... I think we'll see Rogue One characters in Rebels. We might see some of their origins in Rebels. And who who do you think we might see? Who's your prediction? I think the most likely one 
might actually be like Jin or Cassian. Hmm. I think. Other than Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera, I think, is probably a definite mm-hmm. because we've already foreshadowed him in Rebels. Mm-hmm. He's been mentioned. Um, and that's like he's or- his origin is from those yeah. cartoons. So I think Saw Gerrera is probably the most likely. And then after that, maybe like our main characters. I don't know. I think it's definitely... Pro- probably not Jin, actually. Ma- yeah. Maybe Cassian. Yeah, I think you could definitely because... I think it's Cassian's voice in the trailer where he says, I've been recruiting for the Rebellion for a long time. Exactly, exactly. I think it's definitely possible we could get a Cassian cameo. I also feel... Maybe we'll get um, an episode where he gets um, K2. That would be funny. I think it's definitely possible we'll get a Krennic cameo as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a character who could come up, especially considering the implication from the Rogue One... Catalyst novel is that he's been in charge of sort of the Death Star construction project for, you know, 20 years or something. He's uh, He's been around in the background doing stuff this whole time. So I think it's possible that we might see him mentioned, yeah, at least yeah. in, in some way, depending on how much Imperial stuff, po- Imperial point of view stuff they have in the season, which I think is going to be a relatively high amount because of the trailers and because of Thrawn, obviously. Yeah, there's, like, so much going on. There's so much material in these trailers. Like, um, it's hard to predict what's going to happen and when because there's just so many new characters and so many new plot lines. I thought of somebody else who I would be very surprised if we don't see a cameo from in this season. Who? Mon Mothma. Yeah, we'll probably see Mon Mothma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that would be a... Maybe Bail Organa, too. Yeah, I think Bail and, and Mon Mothma would be... Yeah, an, an obvious uh, cameo as well. I mean, sure. Bale we've already seen, but yeah, I right. think them having uh, they haven't had much contact with the upper levels of sort of the rebellion. Yeah, and I might think, see Mon Mothma. Yeah, sure. I think that may, may make sense. Um, okay. Yeah. So the other stuff, um, we can go into the other stuff in the trailer. I want to talk about Tie Fighter pilots. Mm, I always want to talk about Tie Fighter <laughs> pilots. So. By Dice, and this is something I don't feel like anyone's talking about on the internet right now, is that fucking mm, TIE Interceptors are in these trailers, which is not something we've seen in Rebels, Mm -hmm. and I think, like, up until now, they weren't supposed to appear until after Hoth. Yeah, didn't somebody say that their first appearance is in Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I don't even, I don't think they're even in the movies. Yeah, it's just that timeline. Yeah, but I mean, it's a new canon. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see tie interceptors in a lot of these uh, trailers, and we see um, one of the tie interceptors has a red stripe, which we've mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah. We are hoping it's soon to your fell. Yeah, um, but we're predicting that this is not going to be that red stripe is not going to be the hundred eighty first. Mm-hmm. Because in you know in legends that red stripe means um, like the hundred eighty first legion is is what has that red stripe. Yeah, and it was I can't remember the kill count, but it was you get it at your X number of kills. Right. Yeah. So the red stripe is like a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to mean the same thing. I think it's going to be a way for them to designate 
a pilot, it's going to be able, like, the audience is going to see the red stripe and know that's a certain person. Yeah, that will actually get a TIE fighter pilot character. I think we're definitely going to get a TIE pilot character, maybe more than one, because we're going to have Wedge in this and Wedge's two friends who are Mm -hmm. defecting, and I think we're going to get some opposition, some, like, rivals for those characters. Yeah, and we see in the Enter Thrawn trailer, which features a lot of TIE fighter stuff, Mm -hmm. um, there's a shot right at the beginning of the trailer of a factory building presumably tie interceptors i think it's going to be yeah whatever it is it's going to be like a new kind of tie yeah and the officer who's showing off the um uh, interceptor construction has three tie fighter pilots with them um one two of which have their helmets on yeah the third one who does not have his helmet on yeah. And he, he's got the, like, flight hood over his hair, and it's I from the back. But that's going to be our Soontir Fell character. Even if yeah. he's not named Soontir Fell, I think he's going to be our ace pilot character. Yeah, with the... And he's got... And then we see... Presumably, we see him a couple of shots later putting on his helmet. We don't see his face yet. He's got a white stripe on the sleeve of his flight suit. And then we also see him in the cockpit of the mm-hmm. red stripe yeah. interceptor. Yeah. Um, and you know it's him because he does the stripe. Exactly. And and we did notice we went through it frame by frame. And there's only the one interceptor. Yeah, with the stripes. And the other two are just the plain ones. Yeah, the other two are normal interceptors. So I, I think we're going to see a trifecta of like ace pilots. Mm-hmm. And they're going to all drive interceptors. And it's going to be like a special program that Thrawn... Maybe Thrawn brings them with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's got his like ace pilot. One of whom is a girl. One of whom appears to be a girl. Yeah. Um, it's hard. To, it's still hard yeah. to tell because it's like from the back. The, but they're little anyway. Yeah. Whoever it is is pretty little and cute. Um, so yeah, look, I think we're going to get a trifecta of uh, TIE fighter aces. Which would be, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm really excited for like pilot characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Especially, um. Like, there's a lot of pilot characters on the Rebel side. Yeah, there but is. But there's never any pilot characters on the Empire side. No, there's never... Yeah. And they... Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've even seen... Just like a Stormtrooper... Uh, yo, we, yo, yo, yo. What? Yo. What? What if it's Callus? What if Callus is the ace pilot? Uh, I don't think so. He works with the ISB. He's like a spy. I guess so. I don't think so. That's just fan fiction at this point. I'm sorry. I mean, it's good fan fiction. I mean, maybe he's also a good pilot. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of characters who are like, you know, I'm a Master Jedi, but I'm also yeah. the best pilot in the universe. I know. How come there's so many the best pilot in some? There's like Luke and Anakin I'll- and Han <laughs> and uh, Poe. And- I mean, in, and in Clone Wars, like every Jedi is also an amazing pilot. I mean, I guess that makes sense when you have the Force. I guess so. You know. Because you'd be... You do anything with the Force. Yeah. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, and Ray, like, everybody is just the best pilot. So, how many of the best pilots can there be? I don't know. A lot. Well, I mean, at least we have X-Wing, which allows us to rank them with numbers. Yeah. Well, everyone's the best pilot in our hearts. It's true. So, yeah, I think... I would be very surprised if it was actually soon to your fell. I, but, I don't. I don't know if I would. I think. I think that would be a nice little nod to the fandom, which wouldn't cost them anything because yeah. they have to have a name for that guy. Yeah, it's true. It, he, it would be a be nice. A character. It would be a nice Easter egg. Yeah, you know. And I think 
no one would... And it could be Wedge's teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, like, from the Academy. Mm-hmm. Which I think you were saying is he would be... He's an Academy... Well, I was trying to think of the timeline. I think you're right. It's a little early for that because... I think so, too, yeah. Soon Tear Fell was big Starklighter and Tycho's flight instructor at the Academy. Mm-hmm. At the time of A New Hope, Biggs has already defected from the Academy. That seems about right. Yeah. So... At, it's a new canon. Yeah. It, the, the Depending on when this is set, you know, because... Bayset Wedge looks pretty young in this trailer as well. Yeah, he looks really young. He looks young. Like maybe 16, 18. He's like probably going to be Ezra's age. Although granted, uh, Luke and Leia are only 19 at the time of A New Hope. Right, yeah. So if you imagine that the Academy graduates at, you know, 18 years old or so, yeah. then Big Starklighter is a childhood friend of Luke's, is also 19. Right. So it would be approximately the right timeline for Suntir to be teaching at the academy where he teaches Biggs and Tycho Selchu. And, and also, like, just imagine that that. Pl- I wonder if the other the other fucker with you know the other non girl yeah. is is Tycho. That would be so cute if they did that. He looks like a Tycho. He does look like a Tycho. He could be a Tycho. Yeah, and one of them you pointed out um, comes in a tie advanced. Hmm. The defect, the three defecting. Yeah, yeah. So we noticed that parked next to the rebel ship in one of those those uh, screenshots, there's a TIE Advanced parked. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of them steals an Advanced, I guess. Yeah. Which is interesting because we haven't had, we've only had TIE Prototype Advanced up until this point. Right. In, and, in Rebels. And then we know that by A New Hope, Vader has his TIE Advance. Yeah, so they, they exist. So yeah, they're yeah, yeah. at this point probably manufacturing them. I think we're going to see a lot of those classic ships in mm-hmm. this season. I think it would also make sense for them to introduce or seed the TIE Striker from Rogue One as well. They might, yeah. Because that, that's a new ship for, for Rogue One. We've yeah. never seen before. Makes sense. It is, but I mean, I think it could be localized as well. Yeah. Um, just like the shore troopers are, you yeah. know, like there's, they're just, they made those up for this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, yeah, so what I was going to say was that I think it would be a cool plot, like you could, you could almost imagine that plot line, right, where like these students defect and then Thrawn shows up and he's like, you really fucked up, like to the teachers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, do you want to? unfuck up come with me (laughs) yeah so like you know (laughs) he takes like professor mcgonagall and like three of the teachers from sky strike yeah and they become his ace pilots because all the students defected yeah i don't know it'd be kind of cool there's definitely got to be some sort of connection there it it seems like too much of a coincidence to be keep to keep showing these three TIE fighter pilots and these three TIE interceptors. Yeah. And then the three defecting academy pilots as well. So it may be more than three defecting. Yeah. But we see three. We see three. Uh, so Which is also a triangle. Yeah. So can we talk about triangles? Yeah. There's so many triangles in this season. Even the interceptors, you know, uh, uh, yeah, are like, sort of shaped like triangles. I mean, it's season three, so, like, it could just be a little, like, nod to that, but, like, a part of Kanan's new uniform and a part of Zeb's new uniform, like, they have a little triangle prominently displayed. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorians all have a triangle as part of their um, yeah. 
it may just be an aesthetic thing. Like maybe Rogue One, there's going to be a lot of little triangles on everyone's yeah costume. I don't know. Um, but there's just a lot of triangle shapes mm-hmm. in this trailer. It's interesting. It's an interesting motif. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, and and then also you know the trio of interceptors, the trio, right? Of, yeah, trios. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cool recurring motif. Yeah, well, yeah, it's probably on purpose. Um, okay, so the other thing, speaking of pilots, I want to talk about the Dash Rendar. Mm-hmm. So we see um, a YT twenty four hundred in a lot of these shots, and sometimes it's docked to the the ghost. And sometimes it's fighting alongside the ghost, and sometimes it's carrying cargo, sometimes it's not. Um, and we see the back of the pilot's head at one point, fighting the Imperials. Um, and Dave Filoni said it's not Dash Rendar. And Dash Rendar is from where again? From our- Dash Rendar is from, I believe, Shadows of the Empire, which was an N64 game. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Which was really popular, you yeah. know, and he's kind of a, he, you know, he's kind of like a no-frills Han Solo, um, and he has, like, a no-frills Millennium Falcon, which is yeah, the YT-2400 right. yeah. instead of 1300. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, I don't know why we're not going to see Dash Rendar. It, I don't know why they would choose to have a character like that and not just name him Dash Rendar. See, that's what I was thinking with the Sindir Fell. Like, they might just make a new character that's the equivalent. But why? I don't know, because they're doing it for Dash Rendar, so... I mean, maybe Dash Rendar comes with too much baggage. Yeah. You know, like, they want to have the room to make their own canon, where, mm-hmm. like, Sindir Fell, I think, would be fairly easy to do, because nobody knows about... Yeah, he doesn't have as big of a character. Yeah, Dash Rendar is more popular because of video games. Right. Um, and also, people clearly love their Han Solo analogs. This oh, is something we, fucking, we have, we have established. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. That makes Soon Dear Fell is not a Han Solo, Han Solo an- analog. So I'm predicting that this will be the main character, almost on the level of, like, Rex. Yeah. You know, we're, who we're adding to the team. Um, and I think that they're going to be like a, like the gender is kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. We see that back back behind shot. It's someone who has long black hair. Yeah, I think this character is going to be a smuggler, and I think they're going to be in addition to the team, kind of like Rex was in season two. That would be cool. Um, yeah, that YT twenty four hundred is in a lot of the shots of this trailer. Maybe it's even, like, Cassian. I don't know. Like, maybe it's a character we... Yeah. Maybe the the reason it's not Dash Rendar is because it's it's another canon character. That would be cool. Who they're introducing early, like, another rebel. And a really great opportunity for them to release a new version of the YT with the new pilot for X-Wing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so, what else? We talked, I mean, we already talked about all the Thrawn stuff. What I think is interestingly ambiguous is when in season three Thrawn will be introduced. Because um, if we, we were talking, watching the full Rebels trailer, that if you take that as sort of the chronology of the season. Which is not necessarily nope. true, but I feel like it might be true. Thrawn is introduced like halfway through the trailer. Yeah. And it would um, sort of make sense for them to sort of have him be introduced part way into the season 
I think what we're going to see is the first few episodes, the Rebels are going to score some major victories. Mm-hmm. And that's when they bring in Thrawn. Like, you know, like episode four or five, um, we're going to start, they're going to bring in Thrawn and, and then sh- shit's going to get real. Yeah. Um, that's my He's gonna prediction. figure out what the Rebels are up to based on uh, Sabine's graffiti art and, <laughs> you know... Everything like that. Or bullshit like that. Yeah. Thrawn bullshit. Stupid Thrawn bullshit. And uh, we also saw um, a new Imperial... Well, there's a couple new Imperial characters with faces. And I wonder if that's just an, uh, you know, they're just upping their art design or if there's going to be more Imperial characters. Yeah. Because, like, in the first two seasons, if we don't... If the character doesn't have a, a role in the show, they don't have a face. Mm-hmm. They just have their hat. hat over their face, and they're always the same model of white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but there's a few in this trailer. There's like a, there's a guy standing behind Thrawn who's kind of grumpy looking. Yeah, and, and he's got kind of a wide nose. Yeah, I think that's the only new one in this trailer. Other than Price. Other than Price, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not counting. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing her. Yeah, I wonder what kind of role she'll play. Um, I'm hoping she's like the Pelion to to Thrawn. That would be cool. You know, she's like Thrawn's handler almost. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be interesting. Well, I wonder what planet she's governor of or sector she's governor of. Yeah, exactly. She's clearly a governor. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin addresses her as Governor Price. And isn't he... Is he Governor Tarkin or is he Moff at this point? (sighs) Yeah, well, he... and. I can't remember what they address him at. I think he is governor. I think he's only governor, but I mean, it's season three. Maybe by now he's a moth. And the thing is, too, like when Leia meets him in A New Hope, she also addresses him as governor. Right. Because that's, and and I think there's probably a more specific canon explanation for this, but like because moth and grand moth are specific, like very specific imperial rank designations, whereas governor... I think is he was a governor uh, under the imperial like when the senate was ostensibly in control of the empire right whereas that's where Leia knows him from from the senate makes sense so I feel like it's a mark of her not recognizing the imperial um, internal ranking system by not addressing him as Moff Right, she's Moff. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. no, you're just a governor because that's the way that because Moff is a made up term. Yeah, yeah, it's like an empire thing, and like that's fucking bullshit. So yeah, yeah, you're just Governor Tarkin. So, uh, but presumably Price is in charge of just like Governor. Um, what was her name? Poor Price? Tua. Oh. Min- oh no, she was Minister. Minister Tua was in in charge of um, uh, Lothal. Oh, the tall hat lady. Tall hat lady. Until she got murdered by Vader. She did get murdered. Vader murders so many people in this show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. That's cool. Hmm. That'll be. I'm. I'm excited for this season for sure. I think we're also going to have um, some droid subplots. It seems like there's yeah. going to be a new kind of imperial droid. Um, which maybe will hook up with us seeing K two. Or K2 units, anyway. K2 units, yeah. Um, Because the Empire's having battle droids is kind of a new thing in Rogue... Like, that's Mm going to be in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and apparently K2 is going to be like part of a line of like enforcer droids. Um, like they're not, I, I think they're not supposed to be battle droids. Like they're right. not, they're not like an army, but I think they like guard stuff. That makes sense. Um, so. Droids would make good prison guards. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so it seems like we're going to see a new model of Imperial droid. Um, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess, is there any, I, I don't think I have much else. No, I think those are our main sort of observations from these new clips. We're, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if they do keep going after this season, what ends up happening to these characters. That's my main question. I'm like, it's so hard to imagine what they'll do with these characters. Yeah. Um, because you have to imagine that two Jedi being a part of the Rebellion... They yeah, would, that's definitely not a thing at the time of the original trilogy. That we know of, yeah. you know, like, I think it's possible for there to be other Jedi as part of the Rebellion who don't interact with Luke, um, but I think it's unlikely. It just seems so, yeah, because if they don't want to make us have questions like, why did they make Luke go all the way to Dagobah to learn Jedi stuff if they could have hooked him up with somebody who is like at the base i know yeah so So, they've got to get rid of them but i think the other thing that i think is i think that um ezra's fall to the dark side is a red herring what if he gives up being a jedi because he's too tempted by the dark side and like goes off does his own thing at the end he hangs out with ahsoka i don't know moon somewhere yeah like what if he just he realizes like he can't be a jedi by the end of it and just yeah so I think Kanan could die. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanan's a Dumbledore. He's got to die at some point. Yeah, but I think, like, his symbolic death just happened, right? True. Um, with it, him getting blinded. So the other thing that I want to discuss is, like, the other option. Like, this this show could keep going throughout A New Hope yeah. and maybe just takes place in a different part of the galaxy, you know? But, like, maybe they send them off to do something else. Mm-hmm. Or there might be a time jump. Um, like, there's not really any time travel in Star Wars, so it's probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how they reconcile all this stuff. Yeah. And maybe we'll get a more, uh, sorry, less ambiguous timeline in Season 3. Because I also have a question, which is, will Thrawn be mentioned in Rogue One? Like, where is Thrawn at the time of Rogue One? And will that be a thing that is hinted at at all? I don't think we'll see him in Rogue One. No, I don't think so. But will whatever he does have ramifications? The, yeah, that's like my feeling is that they're they're going to continue Rebels, but they and like I don't know how they'll achieve this, but I think they'll set it in its own time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're going to take because they're just establishing Thrawn now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to throw him away after one season. Yeah. I think I think they're going to take Thrawn, they're going to take the Rebels, and they're going to like put them in a different part of the galaxy, and they're going to have it run alongside A New Hope. Yeah. I don't... Unless it's still a couple of years out. Unless it's and still... it doesn't really yeah, hook yeah. up with a Rogue One. It could just be, you know, there's a couple of years. So I think it's one of those two things. 
Um, Because I don't think they're going to murder a child. No. Ezra's not going to die. I don't think he's going to fall to the dark side. Because they're telegraphing that too, obviously. Yeah, I think he'll he'll struggle with the dark side, obviously. And I think he'll eventually come back. Yeah. I think Maul could die. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that character has a lot of worth. So maybe they won't kill him. Um, I think we might also potentially see Obi-Wan or Han Solo in this season. That would be cool. Just because, like, they've been sort of doing one or two per mm-hmm. per season. Um, but yeah, I'm, and that's the thing I'm most looking forward to in Rebels, is just seeing how it fits into the larger tapestry. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. It'll be fun this, summer, this uh, fall. Okay, so I think that's probably a good place to wrap up this episode. Yep. Okay, so we're going to see you next week when we're going to talk about comic stuff. We're going to talk talk about comics this week, but we ran out of time. Yep. Um, So we'll talk about comics next week, and I think we're going to talk about... We have a a special review for you. Very special, so... um, No kids invited to next week's episode. Next week's going to be a bit of an adult episode. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah. Okay, so prepare your ears for that. Yep. So, um, who are you on Twitter? Uh, At Duskheart. And I am at Dina underscore Howell. And you can follow the podcast at uh, Imperial underscore Hearts. Yep. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. like to find more stuff about star wars from me and jamie you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweet at us at imperial underscore hearts the music used in this podcast is clips from the song breakfast with tiffany by broke for free thank you for listening to the imperial hearts podcast